Greetings and bienvenue, and welcome back to this week's episode of Good Job Adventures. Last time around, the party did their due diligence and interfered with a test run of my new mechanical creatures. As such, they made the test run into an abject failure. From there, they received free room and board from the local mayor. And as such, we shall see what sort of shenanigans those reprobates get into now. this episode of Good Job Adventures. The last session ended with the newly convened party leaving the town square to head back to the Clover Barracuda to sleep in their complimentary rooms as provided by Mayor Ozovar Olowitz. Uh, we're gonna start up this session with the next morning. The party's already slept. They've gone through the effects of the long rest and what do you all do? I wake up, roll out of bed, drag a comb across my head. Uh, yeah, I get downstairs. Uh, what, what time is it about? Is it like seven? Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it, it's like seven in the morning. I mean, I gotta be fresh, gotta go downstairs. Do you gotta have your bowl? Gotta have cereal. Oh my god, there's a there's a nice little bowl of high fantasy cornflakes. Do you pour the milk first? Oh no, the milk's already poured. Hmm. Alright, are we gonna have to have a debate about this on the podcast? No. Okay, good. Alright, so, uh, is there, is there any, any other like, special thing that everyone does or no? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna go downstairs and get breakfast with a bellini. A what? A what? A who? What the fuck is a bellini? It's bologna martini. You've never had it? No. No, it's not that. It is It is prosecco and orange juice. Or no, prosecco and peach juice. So you're having a liquid breakfast then? Yes. I'm just drinking coffee. So as the party is kind of doing their thing, they, they notice from across the bar. Mayor Olowitz kind of enters the bar. He greets the party. Oh, gee, Willikers. Oh, hello, friends. Again, I cannot thank you enough for dealing with those mechanical monsters. Um, I, I've come here to drop off your payment. All right. Sounds good. How much? How much are we get talking about? Oh, so far, kind of like shambles through all the different like paperwork and documents he has. Amidst the shuffling of papers, those of you with a passive perception of 17 plus can see that the paper that Osavar is holding, it's very clearly written that, like, reward is 100 gold, then it's crossed out, scribbled the fuck out with, like, red ink, and then it has 500 gold written on the document. As such, Osavar hands everyone a little, like, baggie of 500 gold. I, I hope this is due compensation for your efforts. Thank you. I'm assuming this is payment one of several? Uh, no. I don't think so. I think th <clears throat> this will be plenty. <clears throat> Speak for yourself, lad. Uh, I mean, no. Well, the, the, the thing is, is that the, the, the town's budget is a little tight, so even just bumping up the reward from a, to what it is now is a, a bit of a tall order. I, I have to say, um, what was your name? He points to Owl. You don't, you don't need to know my name, little man. Uh, what, what was that? I said, and maybe you should get your ears checked, that my name isn't important right now. 
What is important is that we stopped some flame-throwing robots from torching this town. You follow me? I, I mean, yes, you, I do. And you did. And I thank you for that. Oh, well, it, uh, that wasn't clear. And I shake the bag of gold. <laughs> Osavar begins to just sweat. It's like, oh, no. I, oh, gee. Oh, gee. It's Willikers. I've made a mistake. At this point, Elagos is going to get up and approach uh, Owl. And he just kind of, like, plops his bag on the table. Would this be enough? Who are you? Who are you? Like you said, my name's not important. Now, would this be enough? Mm. For now, yes. Good. Aye, but what about me, Shear? I don't remember asking you a damn thing. Pirate man, you literally almost died last fight. Your incompetence should not be rewarded. Ye be the one who kept hitting me, friend. <laughs> I need me compensation. The person who hit you, you're calling friend. You're not too bright, are you? That was an ironic use of friend. Alright, well this is an ironic use of fuck you. I sip my coffee. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I'm sipping the Bellini as well, just sitting next to him. Is the coin pouch on the table? I grabbed it already when he dropped it. Oh. Yeah, so at, at this point, everyone save for Elagos has a little, like, coin pouch. Owl has two coin pouches. Duly noted. All right, um, at this point, um, as the party's just kind of hashing it out, some folks are just drinking their morning beverages. Osovar kind of perks up, like, well, uh, I, I do have a bit of a favor to ask you. I and how much he be paying for that one? To be quite frank, I, I haven't figured it out yet. But you will be rewarded handsomely. All right, I'm game. What do you got? So, uh, uh some of the guards have been doing some investigation about the, these mechanical monstrosities, and uh, apparently they came from the north, uh, spe specifically through the. Oh my God! Ah, oh, gee, Willikers, I'm so. I apologize. I'm so frazzled. All right, so the apparently the at the very least we can confirm that the robots came from the Alharu Badlands to the north which is more or less a, a large desert. Seeing as how well it is a, uh, a desert and not much lives there, I'm not sure where these mechanical monstrosities could have come from. What I'm asking of you is a couple of things. Two things. One, would you be able to, like, we still have all the, like, uh, spare parts and whatnot from those monsters. If you all could take a look at them and see if, if there's anything that your potential expertise could discern. And then two, would you be able to go investigate the matter further? If you promise me a ship as reward, what the hell? Perhaps I uh, shall consider. You want a, a a ship? I mine be at the bottom of the ocean. We're like near a desert. Where is he gonna get you a ship? From from what I can tell, this is a landlocked town. Uh, uh, Mister uh 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 uh, our points to Roth. Uh, what what is your name? Oh yeah, my name is Roth. All right, well, see, Mr. Roth, here's the thing. Uh, this, this humble little town of Barnacle Point is is actually seaside, as he just points out the window of the front <laughs> Barracuda, and there's clearly docks. That looks like sand to me. Is that what that is? All right. Thought it was a big fucking lake. No, my friend, that is in fact the ocean. Being around the lake would still mean you're not landlocked. This is just a complete failure on all levels of, of reasoning. Again, I, I apologize for this being a rather tall order, since I imagine you all have not been here for terribly long, but... It's a tall order coming from you. Just a regular order for us. You know, that is probably one of the most creative short jokes that has been thrown my way. It just so happens that the Badlands are en route to my next de next destination. Well, that is delightful. Um, 
Now, would you be willing to travel on foot or no? Because if not, I will be able to probably provide you with like a cart and oxen to pull the cart. So we either get free shit or we don't? That's a really hard choice. But do oxen carts work well in the desert? You got any camels? Uh, we do have some camels. Those would probably prove more useful. Alright, that sounds good. I'll get those to you soon. As Osavar just kind of bounces. Does that mean that you promise a shit? I'll think about it as he like walks out the door. Oh, it seemed pretty promising to me. Ye best come to the proper decision. Man over there, you pirate, what is your deal? I, I be Arthos, the Crimson Devil, scourge of the several seas. And as, as a pirate, you just go around asking people to give you a ship? I thought you were supposed to be taking the ships. What kind of pirate are you? I need to learn. <laughs> Seems like he needs to learn some language too. <laughs> I need to be laying low for a while, and also me current ship be several leagues under the port. So your idea of laying low is to get a fancy new ship to sail around in. This quest we be taking should give enough time to get the authorities off me back. So, uh, all right. I don't really care about this pirate thing, but I'm fine to just get a, get a little extra money and then probably uh, yell at this guy until I get a little more money. So uh, I'm down. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, buddy, uh, I actually looked on his uh, She caught my eye. Uh, he gave us five times the gold he was originally going to give us. <clears throat> I and it be penance. Yeah, that is, that actually makes this worse. He was going to give us a hundred gold each. Yeah, I think you might have scared him last night. Oh, damn. Clearly not enough. Clearly not enough. Alright, alright. Well, I mean, I, I'm interested in to see what these things are as I uh, produce the Fushigi Orb heart from the mechanical monstrosity that we dealt with yesterday. I never seen nothing like this. Uh, I'm pretty interested in it, so I'm, 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 uh, I'm game to go figure out what's going on with this stuff. Are you going to inspect the orb or are you just like holding it to be like, ah, oh, I, I have this on me? Well, I'll take a look at it. Sure, give it another glance over. Alright, roll me... Roll me Arcana or Investigation, your choice. Alright. I roll Investigation. I rolled a 27. Holy fucking shit. So, as you begin to fiddle fuck around with this spherical doodad, you manage to open it to reveal that inside this, like, orb, which, it's probably, like, like a foot in diameter, inside that, you realize that, one, the sphere is mostly hollow, and two, there is a currently sleeping being of like electricity inside the orb. Roth, you recognize that this is a type of elemental called a lightning method. Well, it looks like there's a lightning method inside of this thing here. A uh, wakey wakey little guy, as I kind of like shake the orb a little bit. Uh, as you like jostle the orb, the small imp-like being of electricity kind of stares awake. It just looks deeply confused as of like what the fresh hell is going on. Um, Ewell, you know Primordial, correct? Yes, I, yes. You notice that the Mephit starts speaking in Aquan. Oh, oh God! What, what the hell happened? What? Who are you? Who are all these tall people? I just hear it squeaking, right? You, yeah, every, everyone who's not at will just hear it squeaking. All right, calm down. Oh, it's adorable. <clears throat> calm down. All right, little one. Tell us, why, are you, why were you inside this orb? And why is this orb inside a, a murderous robot? I was in the orb because I was summoned here, then just kind of trapped in the orb. Um. Summoned by who? Speak up. 
I was summoned by a bunch of, I think they were kobolds in a volcano up to the north. There's a desert volcano? Yes. Oh, interesting. So what? Please don't hurt me. Well, I mean, make it with my while. My friends here are pretty angry about what you've done to this town. Well, I mean, what do you want? What do you need? Well, what can you give me, little boy? <laughs> Let me rephrase that. <laughs> As they're squeaking to each other, uh, I, I kind of just ask, uh, I, I don't think I actually know your name yet, but I ask, like, uh, so what's this thing saying? He's saying that uh, he can... Uh, mm, he's, it's not need to know basis right now. All right, then. I close the orb. So what did it say? I don't know, but I think we should go on that quest. I don't like your attitude. Yeah, and I don't like yours. I put the orb back inside of my inside of my briefcase. As Roth places the orb back in his brief briefcase, you can very clearly hear the sounds of like muffled squeaking. Well, it's too bad. I look over to Ander and I was like, "You wouldn't believe what that little guy was telling me. Uh, something about a volcano in the desert. He was summoned by kobolds. Pretty crazy shit." Yeah, I guess. Well, uh, are we gonna go to the desert, or are we just... We'd be waiting on our camels. And as Arthos says that, Osovar comes, uh, gallivanting back into the Clever Barracuda. He's like, ah, yes, greetings, friends. So, a couple things. One, I have have talked to the local uh, caravansary and was able to secure a few camels for your safe passage through the desert. And, uh, he he points to Arthos. I'm still thinking about what to do about your boat. I I will give it the most firm and concrete maybe I could possibly muster. I'm going to walk over to Mayor Olowitz and whisper to him, How much uh, How much do I got to pay you to get uh, one of the nice camels? And give uh, give one of the bad camels to someone here. Don't care who, it would just be funny. Most of our just kind of like looks puzzled for a bit. And he just, he just whispers back, You know, they're, they're all camels of equal quality. You are just completely worthless. Uh, all right. <laughs> so, uh, I'll kind of walk over as well. So, Olsavai, um, before we depart, is there anywhere in town that, uh, that we could spend this new coin that you happen to have given to us? Uh, I, d- I didn't get a chance to look around town yesterday after, uh, some of those robots ended up messing it up. Oh, that, that is fair. Um, all right. So, if you walk out of here, go into the square. When you're in the square, you take a right. You'll be able, you'll be able to find a small marketplace that'll ha- likely have all of the doodads and what's it you could potentially need. All right then. I think we should go hit that place up before we go trekking into a desert. I'm a little low on supplies. Well, that, well now, Mr. Roth. Yeah. Uh, in in terms of supplies, what would you need? Food, water. Uh, we're going into a desert, right? I'm assuming they packed that on the camels already. Yeah, there was already a uh, food and water on the Campbells, so you don't have to worry about that. How much food do you need, big boy? Well, I don't know. Just enough, but... May there be also potions of healing. That is not a thing that we have. So if you need to buy them, you can go to the marketplace. You really need a potion of healing? I'd be best to have backup. To make the trip to the marketplace not take too much time, I'm just gonna say how much is a potion. Sure. This particular potion shop is run by an incredibly beefy orc woman. All right, what kind of potion of healing would you want? The greater one, I believe, is the 44. So you'll be able to buy a potion of greater healing for 150 gold. I'll buy 
three. I'll take uh, I'll get two greater healing potions. Now I should have a backup in case me party hits me again. For most me health. Harris, would I be able to buy this? Excuse me, fucking what? <laughs> um... Tyler just sent a, uh, an article called uh, Bomb. From the official D&D website. Uh, it's not homebrew. I mean, it's D&D Beyond, so it's like semi-official. Um, the dwarf artificer that you try to peddle these bombs off of, they only have two of them, but they'd be willing to part with them. Uh, for how much each? A uh, hundred and fifty. All right, I will buy two bombs, and then I'll give them to Elgos, and I say, you look like someone who enjoys blowing things up. Just as, as, as a descriptor for these bombs, these are the most, like, stereotypical cartoon black, or, like, black orb with, like, a long wick. Elagos takes them and says nothing. <laughs> Bomb voyage. All right, let, let's get going, guys. Uh, Andrew, did you buy anything? I just bought a healing potion. Yeah, all right. Let's get on the camels, get going. Get to the volcano. What, volcano? Kill the kobolds. You weren't listening when I was talking to this the monk man over here, the drunk monk, whatever he's called. No, I no, I, I fortunately was not listening. But a volcano and kobolds to the north. I have a name, dude. Yes, please enlighten us. We were dying to know. It's gender. Ah, uh, all right, gender, whatever. We're good. All right, let let's get going. After doing their little supply slash bomb run, the party makes their way over to Mayor Olowitz. Olowitz just. Points to the camels, like, here you go, you delightfully helpful individuals. Your wondrous caravan awaits. As there's just a group of five camels just standing around being camels. As you'd expect them to. Alright, we better get going. Yeah, Elagos is going to mount one of the camels. I'm gonna do that as well. Why are you mounting my camel? Not, not <laughs> your camel, a different camel. Well then get off of his camel. He's had a few drinks already, do you think he's safe to drive? Wait, uh, are you asking me? If you want to answer the question, answer the question. I would recommend against operating a camel under the influence of alcohol, but at the same time, you are able to do as you please. Very non-committal. All right, let's just get going. This guy clearly has nothing of value to add here. Don't like you. Goodbye. <laughs> On that note of being derided by you... I'm going to depart. Uh, I wish the best of luck to all of you as Osavar just leaves. Is he still talking to us? I already said goodbye. I'm surprised he's so nice to you after you just keep riding him like that. May he be riding the camel. They each their own. Alright, let's get going. Uh, before the party sets up, what travel pace are you going to do? I assume we're not used to riding camel, so normal? Yeah, normal speed, I'd say. I'm pretty used to it. I'm going to go just a little bit faster, so I'm only like five feet ahead of them. Duly noted. With the uh, caravan of camels in tow, the party makes their way north. <laughs> the camel tow. Camel oh toe. my god. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Tyler, look at what you've done. All right. The party makes their way through the town of Barnacle Point and make, begins to make their way into the Alharu Badlands, more or less uh, as a descriptor of what this place is it's a overall pretty flat desert with reddish sand as far as features of the environment there's not a whole hell of a lot outside of the occasional like rock or the occasional cluster of flora specifically like cacti or little shrubs on top of that tumbleweed is a semi-common site 
As the party's traveling on their camels, is there anything you all like, want to do? Is there anything to do? It's it's a desert. I mean, I wasn't sure if you want if you if you wanted to like talk it out or whatever. Do you want us to like cut open a cactus and get high on cactus juice? It is the quenchiest. I am open to anything, but I mean, the first thing I'd like to know is your names. I think the only one we we got we got Janda and we got myself Roth, but I didn't hear anybody else's name. I told you my name. No, you told the mayor, and I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. What was your name? I the Arios, the Crimson Devil. I told it to that guy over there, not the mayor. Yeah, you can call me Jander. Oh, we got two Janders. All right. Mm. Oh, there's another Jander here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm Jander as well. Didn't sound yeah. Didn't sound that convincing coming from this guy over here. Took a little bit of time to get out of your mouth. You uh, you really named Jander? Yeah. Then what be ye last name? Wick. Janda Wick. That is, uh... And you, Janda. You will not believe this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's the oh damnedest thing, but yeah. Uh, we must be from the same clan or something. My name's, uh, Janda Wick. Can I roll insight on this? <laughs> Owl, roll me deception. Janda, roll me insight. Which one? While well, you're at advantage, re-roll re that, bro. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's a 20. I got a 21. Oh my god. So, through this oh-so-clever ruse, Jander seems to be somewhat convinced. Then let's call them J1 and J2. Sounds good to me. I'll just come up with a... Jander Wicks. I'll just come up with a nickname for you guys to make it easier than J1, J2. You can call me Owl. All right. Uh, oh, I can see. Uh, you rearranged the letters. All right, understood. Uh, and uh, the other guy. Um, I'm sorry. Don't know your name. That's right. You don't. Kind of got a Janda look about you. Yeah. Is it? Is your name also Janda? Oh God. J three. <laughs> if it's really important that you know my name, my name is Elagos. All right. Yeah. I was just wanted to know your name just in case I needed to tell you something. Uh, I didn't want to say, "Hey, you." Seems a little rude. We're gonna play trivia tonight. We gotta get everyone's names down. So just there's a reason to this. There's trivia in the desert. We're making trivia. Yeah, Roth got some questions written down. If you didn't know, I love trivia. So wait, you di you didn't get the little memo? It was inside of the camel pack with all the food and the water. I must have missed that. It looks like this looks like a piece of crumpled up paper in your camel bag, uh, Janda one. Why be it half eaten? Did you mistake the rations for the paper? <laughs> You might have had enough baloney for the night. Is... <laughs> Alright. Um... Yeah, wouldn't be the first time. I, I, I'm gonna take a swig out, out, of my, out of my flask. So, I have a quick logistical question for Jander. <laughs> They're gonna ask about yeah. trivia? Do you have enough alcohol for the trip? <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that. I feel like he probably bought some at the market. Okay. I, I assume I just wanted to make it clear. You mean he doesn't have the magical, uh, all-water thing except replaced with alcohol? I mean, I, I do have that all-water jug. Also, doesn't, doesn't alcohol dehydrate you? Like, a lot? Yes. yes. We're in a desert. I, I, I imagine that, that Jander is double-fisting, like, like, one hand is just water, the other, like, canteen of water in one hand, possibly infinite flask in the other, just, like, back and forth. I imagine that Jander is also severely sunburned. I don't know why, but it feels like if everyone, he would be the one to get sunburned. He was pale white, wasn't he? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have resistance to fire damage, so 
I don't think I get sunburned. Why does my back hurt, man? Uh, does it look red to anyone? You should really put that shirt back on, because... I'm not sure. It just hurts. Uh, here. Here what? what? Don't give me a shirt. I throw it back <laughs> at him. I'm putting my shirt back on, you don't. Then why were you giving him... Did you want him to put it on you? I I'm not... I mean, if you really need help dressing yourself, I mean, I can help you, but that's a little weird. He may be too drunk to dress himself. <laughs> He's got it. That is stage three alcoholism. Fatal. Claims so many lives. No coming back from that. Will you three stop messing around and pay attention to where we're going? It's gonna be real easy to get lost in this desert. Cut to a wide shot of just basically barren fucking desert. <laughs> I crashed my camel into a cactus. Wait a minute. We passed that cactus two hours ago. Does anyone have a compass? Or one thing we should have bought. Is there any compass in this bag? I kind of rustle through the bag on the side of the camel. There, There is a compass in Roth's bag. All right. I take a peek at the compass to discern which direction is north. Roll me a quick survival check. Oh, God, I can't read the letter N. All right, uh, 15. I rolled a 15. Okay, so with that roll, you are able to very easily discern that you have, you have, you have all been traveling north this entire time. All right, looks like we're on track. That's good. Things could have gone south real fast. Oh, my God. Yeah, or east. Or west. Or west. Oh, not, definitely not west. Southeast. How long have we been riding for, Harris? At this point, the party's at a roughly the hour mark into their trip. Did he give us, like, an ETA, like, of how many hours of travel? Well, we don't know where we're headed. You just have the idea that it's to a volcano, right? All the party's been told is that it is a volcano that is directly to the north of Barnacle Point. Ra, take out that little man. All right. Uh, I'm down. No, no, not that little man. That'd be your dick. All right, all right. I, I got confused. Let me, uh, I get out the Fushigi orb heart, and I kind of do, like, the, the treasure planet mechanical, like, opening sequence to get it open. Don't know what that is. Hey, never seen Treasure Planet. Great movie. All right, uh, Rav, let me see that orb. I want to talk to the, uh, talk to Mr. Electric in there. I'm trying to come up with a good name for him. Nothing stuck yet. Hi, Jimbo. You're not Jimbo. You're Arthos, the Crimson Devil. No, no. The, I like the name Jimbo for our little pet there. I'll toss you the orb. I don't think he's your pet, and I don't like Jimbo. So just, <laughs> yeah, just look forward and don't talk to me. Um, I toss the orb to you. All right, I will... No, it's op You opened it, right? Yeah. All right, so I'll talk to the uh, electric man. I say, hey, what's your name? We need to get that out of the way because we've gotten some, some suggestions, and they're pretty pretty shit. Yeah, I I heard that he suggested Jimbo. That was weird. My my name is Zap. Oh jeez. All right. Also, did Jimbo? You understood Jimbo in Primordial? Is that just like a carryover word or? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a very old name. As we're all listening to the conversation, we just hear the word Jimbo back and forth three <laughs> times in common. Like, what? Does, is its name actually Jimbo? It's like when you're listening to a foreign language and there's just like a like a, a name. Alright, so your name's Zap. Alright. So, uh, how far do you, when you were summoned by the kobolds, do you remember roughly how long it took for you to get from the volcano to, uh, the town you ended up in, Barnacle Point? Uh, Zap ponders for a bit. Uh, he, uh, it rubs his, like, little hand against its chin. It's like, uh, you, you see that he's, that the elemental's very vi visibly trying to, like, do simple math and is struggling. It's like, Okay, I got it. 
I, I got it. Uh, I believe it took us 10 hours to get there. All right, so 10 hours. Uh, do you remember, like, what the, is it a lone volcano? Um, forget how volcanoes work. They aren't clusters of them, right? It is a lone volcano, so I, I imagine if you get close, you'll be able to just kind of see it. You know anything about uh, these kobolds, the summoning, etc.? Any information we can act on? I mean, as, as long as you don't hurt me, sure. I mean, just keep giving us information. We'll, we'll keep not hurting you. Okay, so uh, here's, here's the lowdown of the volcano. One, the volcano is called Burj Albark. It is, from what I saw of it, it seemed like a giant research facility. Um... I was only in the part the part of it where they were making like different constructs, like those spiders that or those big spider crabs that you all blew up. Thank you for dealing with them. By the way, they were assholes. Also, fun fact about those: those were piloted by devil spirits. That is a fun fact. Whoopee! That's very fun, actually. Anything else? Delightful. Um, there's only so much I know because I was only in the one area and then just kind of set loose. So. That's all I can think of offhand, and I know it's not much. I uh, close the orb. As um, I will close the orb. Um, Zap sticks his hand out of the out of like the the little gap of the orb. He's like, wait, one more thing. Um, the person who runs the like research lab slash owns the volcano is named Caraba. All right, that's also that's a fun fact. And as I close the orb, and then I I pull out like my punch card. And this is two punches. If he gets to ten, I will set him free. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, All right. everybody. We got some information. I should suppose I should leave with the most pressing. He's not named Jimbo. <laughs> uh, he hated the name Jimbo. Said whoever came up with it was uh, an imbecile. I have to paraphrase what he said. Uh, his name's Zap. Um, he also said... The volcano is about nine hours from where we are now. It's a research facility led by a man named uh, Carabas, whatever, I think. Uh, it's named Burge, Burging Bark. I wasn't listening that closely. Something like that. Translates weird. Uh, I think, yeah, that's pretty much everything he gave us. Oh, crap. We have nine more hours. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, that well, that's that is good information. What what is that? Is that pun, what is that punch card for? It, it you'll probably find out just by watching you, or uh, you'll know when I punch it. It's not a secret. Every time I talk to that guy, I'll punch it, depending if it goes well or not. If it doesn't go well, well, that will be pretty clear. All right. Well, <laughs> fa fa fair enough. Uh, so if we've got a nine-hour ride to this desert, is um, what do you guys? want to do like they're just gonna have to pass the time somehow we can act like that uh balls a beach ball and play keepy yuppie i mean this it's kind of metal that would hurt metal and we're literally moving so if we drop the ball we're gonna have to get off the camel we really dropped the ball on that one then <laughs> put your shirt back on for the love of god <laughs> he's getting ready by the second <laughs> all right all right Seriously though, it's uh, I, I'm kind of just gonna take a look around. Like it, it's just red sand for miles. Roll perception. I rolled a natural one. When you say is it red for miles, you're just staring at his back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Roth is just staring at Jander's sun scorched back. 
as I'm looking around, I just like whisper underneath my breath, red for miles. Does anyone else want to roll perception? Uh, I will. I'll give it a shot. Oh my. Oh no. <laughs> I'm holding that one as well. Jesus fucking Christ. Are you just looking at your stomach whispering red for miles? Is he making his stomach talk with his two hands and having it say red for miles? <laughs> I think I like that better. <laughs> the heat's getting to us. Feeding it paper. Be madness. I got a 17. All right. So, Elagos, with your not shitty roll, you see that 50 feet away from where the party is, the queerly dead corpse of a purple worm is just at partially like laying out in the sand. From what you see, you can tell that the creature is like probably five feet in diameter, and at least like forty feet of the worm are sticking out of the ground. You don't know how like where you are unable to discern how long the rest of it is. That's a big worm. What? Whoa! That's a that is a big worm. Is that thing dead? As Roth says that, he looks over and sees that there are very clearly different, like various desert animals scavenging the corp. Yeah, scavenging the dead body. It appears to be, but we should probably keep our distance. Uh, I agree. There may be more nearby. Worms and desert animals. I, I mean, I mean both. I mean, if there are worms, that would mean there are desert animals. Yeah, I, I, I think those two are not mutually exclusive categories. All right, let's uh, let's keep going. I mean, I'm kind of curious what could have killed this worm. You think it might be tied to, I mean, the volcano? Testing out weapons or something? A purple worm is uh, ain't easy to kill. Uh, can we determine how long it's been dead for? You'd have to go closer and expect the, inspect the body, but if you want to, you absolutely could. I got an idea, I got an idea. Uh, let's get 60 feet away from this. A bit more or less estimate 60 feet. That's weirdly specific. Uh, just, uh, it's a rough estimate. So, we turn our cannibals weast? And head Is 60 feet. Did you say cannibals? You, de- you definitely said cannibals. You absolutely did. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so we go 60 feet out, unless anyone... Has- yeah, that's those. fine. Yeah, 60 feet's good for I me. Mean, keep, keep in mind, by default, the party was 50 feet away from the worm, so... That's still fine. Um, I'm going to do... Um, I'm going to do my signature long jump, but as I'm about to, like, land... I also am going to use an invocation I have that lets me cast Levitate at will. So basically, right when I'm like above the worm, I'm going to use Levitate and just kind of stay there. Um, what do I... I guess I should roll Perception. I'm pretty close, though. Do I see anything like obvious? What are you, tr- okay, what are you trying to like look for? Um, just get a general sense of the animals scavenging it and also... I guess that might be nature. Yeah. I- I'm not sure how familiar I would be with desert fauna. Probably not intimately familiar but let's see uh i do have one question about this strategy tyler i mean i'm already literally levitating above it so how are you gonna get back it's a good question (laughs) (laughs) very good question also question how far is elwul how high above the ground is elwul in relation to the worm Based on, like, the arc, how I was picturing, and I'm probably, like, uh, 15 feet above the ground. I don't feel like doing projectile calculations, so I'm going to just give you that. <laughs> I also can rise up to 20 feet using levitate, so I theoretically, if I landed at 15 feet above the air, I could go up to 35. Either way, with your 16 in nature, you are you see that 
Um, there's also you see giant scorpions, jackals, um, bicephalus death death dogs. Um, you, know, you, you, see, you actually see, see you see that there's a um a what's a, a, a small like band of desert dwelling ogres who are also just cutting off chunks of the worm. Also, because it's a cadaver, there's a shit ton of vultures. Can I see, like, how it died, the worm, from this? Roll me investigation. Yeah, I got a seven. The sun is beaming off Anders' back right into my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can, you can see that there are very clearly, like, fairly large claw marks on the worm's body. As far as what did the crime, you have no idea. Like, you don't know what could have caused this. I yell back over. I don't know. Claw marks or something, but I don't know what killed it. Aye, do they look like crab claws? Oh, yeah. They're really easily distinctive clab, crab claw marks. Yeah. <laughs> Aye. The tr trademark crab attack right here. <laughs> Alright, you want to come back to your camel or not? Are we going to take a closer look? So, a uh, funny story about that. What's the funny story? You should probably come over here for me to tell it to you. Aren't there, like, dangerous animals around the worm? At this point, see, they, they are mostly occupied with eating. If, uh, I'm going to try to lower down and see if they get hostile. Because I can lower down and levitate. I just can't move, like, forward or backwards. Uh, how how far down do you descend? Um, I'm going to go, like, so I'm 15 feet above right now. I'll just slowly go, like, foot by foot and just gauge the reaction pretty much as I'm slowly All right, so... The creatures that are closest to you are the giant scorpions, and as you float down, like, like how, like how far, like, what's the lowest point you get? Like five feet off the ground? Uh, we'll say like eight or nine. Okay, so when you when you're like eight or nine feet off the ground, you notice that one of the scorpions turns around, it raises its pincers and just kind of like makes a screeching bug noise at you. Uh, could we get an example of this noise? <laughs> <laughs> thank you no, that, right, that thank really you. puts it in perspective all right i will does not like being threatened and will now cast he's going to cast like Renny's like five feet above the ground enemies abound on one of them so a will it is concentration so i will will pretty much like fall the five feet though i also assuming five feet fall won't do much oh uh, yeah you, you won't take damage off of the uh thing what is Enemies about is an int save, correct? It is an int save. My spell save DC is 17. Well, here's the thing. The scorpion rolled a 12. So... That beats your 17. Obviously. If the scorpion was not dumb as bricks, in that it had a minus 1 or minus 5 to int saves, it would have passed. <laughs> so, basically, as I hit the ground, and like right when I cast this, I'm going to quickly kind of try to duck out of the way but so now enemies abound um basically that creature that i targeted one of the scorpions has no bearing of who's a friend or foe uh and it regards all enemies or all creatures you can see as enemies until the spell ends so it's pretty much hostile to everything around it now which seems like a, a fairly big group so i guess i was trying to kind of start this big brawl between the scavenging animals wouldn't you be landing right in the middle of that big brawl i'm kind of landing on top of the worm I, I pictured, which I think is a little bit above, like five feet above. Yeah. But how giant are these giant scorpions? You know how scorpion stingers are typically like kind of like curled up? 
at the apex of that curve, the scorpion it would be seven feet tall. In terms of leg span, probably four feet long or four feet wide. So, yeah, as as Owl just kind of plops himself on himself onto the dead worm, he notices that the, that the two scorpions start just duking it out with angry screeching noises, pincers snapping back and forth, and mutual attempts to just sting the shit out of each other. As the scuffle begins, the various other creatures in the area they 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 begin to scatter, including the desert ogres. About to push overs, all right. Uh, Owl is going to jump on the other side of the worm away from the skirmish and kind of just like casually start walking around the length of the worm to try to get some distance and then like head back to the party if I can. Uh, yeah, you're, you're able to do that as the, the scorpions are thoroughly engulfed in their newfound beef with one another. All right, so good news I got two scorpions to fight for our amusement. The bad news is that was all I got from my trip over there. We don't have time for this. We need to keep moving. We've got nine hours, so... Well, that's just the duration of the trip. That isn't the amount of time we have. Fair enough. One thing for reference, I didn't mention this before. Um, as far as, like, time scale, party woke up at 7 in the morning. How long do you think their um, shopping would have taken, like, what, an hour? Well, yeah, probably an hour before we left, I'd say. Yeah, that makes sense. That's an hour. So the party left at roughly 9 in the morning? Seven plus one is eight. Quick math. Okay, eight in the morning. It's now close-ish to 9.30. I think it may be worthwhile for uh, once these scorpions kill each other to someone investigate these claw marks, because it could be the mechanical creature claws, but I don't know. We should try to get a sense of what they can do before we encounter them, I think. I know it may be a waste of time for some people, but I think there could be some utility there. As the party finishes this little exchange, the two scorpions... The one that Owl cast enemies abound on was able to rip off the pin- one of the pinches of the other scorpion. And uh, on that note of um, arthropod dismemberment, the one that was disarmed scurries away. The one that Owl had magically gaslit is still eating the corpse. Alright, so let's just surround that scorpion and kill him. How weak does it look from where we stand? Uh, it's a bit hard to tell. I blast it with an Eldritch Blast. If if he's going if he's going to do that, I'll also blast it with a Ray of Frost at the same time. I'll take a. a is the proper position Vanguard up front? All right, roll me roll me your attacks. The twenty one hits the twelve the twelve misses and just uselessly hits the worm. So I just hold out my hand and like this kind of green blast flies out and hits a scorpion right in the tail. I do fifteen force damage. With that, you you were specifically aiming for the tail, correct? Yeah. The stinger explodes. Wow, good shot. The scorpion screeches in pain as it collapses. Well, that was easy. Uh, let's let's go check out that corpse. Uh, uh, what would we have to roll for this? Would it be nature or survival? I think, uh, I think you had investigation. Survival. Oh, for... survival or investigation, your choice. I will roll survival on the corpse. It clearly didn't survive, so I don't know why you're doing survival. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take a look at it. Unless, does that... Does his roll succeed, or...? I rolled a 13. Okay, so before I describe this, anyone else want to roll? Or do I just do it one at a time? I'll, I'll take a quick peek at it. I rolled a 28. Okay, so, Arthos, with your survival check, you are able to discern that the various claw marks and gashes on the worm's body, they were likely caused by some sort of giant bird of prey. And with that nugget of wisdom, 
Roth comes to the immediate conclusion that a rock killed the shit out of this worm. Someone threw a rock at this worm. Dwayne Johnson killed this worm. Yes, rock as I realize it. Rock as an ROC, i.e., massive eagle-like birds with that are roughly fifty feet long with a with a one hundred foot wingspan. Uh, if I roll, if I roll perception, smell waste perception. Can I smell what the rock was cooking? No. Um, Elgo smells that the rock is cooking nothing, as the desert's heat is what's cooking the worm. All right, let's. Uh, I think we should keep going and. Eye and eyes to the skies. I agree. Put on your shirt. It's back on now. We said put on your shirt. You took Owl's shirt out of his what back. What the hell? That's my special shirt. Actually, is the desert um red sand? Yes. I leave your shirt off. It's a good camouflage. Oh my god. <laughs> he blend right in. <laughs> red for miles. All right, let's keep going. Yeah, take a look out for a rock in the sky. Don't worry, Andrew. If this, if the sun or the heat ends up killing you, I will avenge you. It will be a Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> All right, we we set back on the trail. I think. All right, so travel montage. The party keeps marching onward through the desert. Not a whole lot happens because it's a fucking empty desert. One thing of note is so at about noon. The party notices that massive storm clouds begin to roll in, and you notice that it's not really like necessarily like as the camels march into the storm, they realize it's not a rainstorm, it's primarily just like a lightning storm. And the other thing of note is that all around the pathway that the party's walking on, there are various clumps, there are clumps of fulgurite of various like shapes and sizes just strewn all about in a manner similar to how trees would populate a forest. I'm sorry, fulgurite? They make coffee out of it, I think. No, fulgurite is basically clumps of, like, dirt, sediment, organic matter that is fused together because as a result of a lightning strike. So, like, if, like, lightning strikes sand, it'll basically create this weird, like, jagged glass-like structure. That is fulgurite. You're now in what is kind of a forest of fulgurite. That's neat. Uh, no, it's not neat. That's dangerous. So they're like, they're stalagmites. Some are kind of like stalagmites, but others are more just like large, or like somewhat large web-like patterns in the ground. Like, like not all of them are just like pillars. The other thing to note is that these clumps of fulgurite at the top, like the tallest one the party sees is maybe like two feet, two, three feet tall. So it's not like this grandiose, imposing series of sand glass columns. It's more like a forest of all the trees were cut down. It's more like frolicking through a field. Frolicking through a field of fulgurite. Well, now I kind of if we're in a lightning storm haven. I just kind of feel silly that I gave bombs to Telegos. That just seems like a bad idea in retrospect. But you live and learn. You live and learn. A uh, question: Who has the orb with Zap in it? That is me currently. All right. So Roth, once the party enters the field of fulgurite, Roth, you hear just the sound of incessant squeaking coming from the orb, along with the word Jimbo. Yes. I think he's responding to his new name. Uh, I toss the orb back over to Aul, and I say, Let's "See what he says. See what he's perking up about over there." I grab the orb with uh, I grab the orb with one hand, and I say, "I give Roth the punch card, and I say, just punch it if this goes well." I got feel like this could be a two-hander. Well, I I can't I can't uh I don't understand it. Just give me a thumbs up if you uh if you hear something good, or a thumbs down if you give something bad. I'll give you the signal. All right, the signal. 
I open up the orb and I say, "What up, Zap?" Um, Zap kind of looks around like, "All right, so you you're at you're near all the fulgurite. That means you're getting fairly close." I I think again, Zap clearly struggles to do basic math. It's like, "All right, so you are." Zap holds out six fingers. Like, "You're you're this many miles away from the mountain." Is is, is it like one hand fully open and the other one's a middle finger? No. Yes. That's not what I was thinking of, but yes. That's okay. I will instantly... You kind of see him grit his teeth a little bit. Um, all right. Well, uh, you know you know what that means? With you, what you're doing with your left hand? What is that? I saw one of the kobolds do it when they were mad, so I thought it was just a gesture. I don't know what it means. I mean, if you keep that up, well, I'm going to start doing it too, because that's getting me... I'm getting angry seeing that. Put that down. All right. Six miles. Uh... What's the deal with this fulgurite? Uh, lightning strikes, uh, storms brewing. Uh, you're pretty much a little storm, so what's the what's the deal? Give me the down low. I mean, all I know is that there are regular lightning storms around the mountain. Is your summoning as an electric baby? Is that tied into the lightning? Is it using the lightning to summon all all you guys into these orbs? No, that's a whole nother John. If I'm not mistaken. I remember one of the kobolds mentioning that it had something to do with Karaba, but I'm not sure. If you get struck by lightning, would you become, like, super powerful or anything? I don't know. You want to find out? Also, did this fucking electric method just use the word John <laughs> to describe <laughs> its summoning yes. a, a fucking Philly form reference? <laughs> this method has been in the material plane for maybe like five days and he picked up the slang term John, but doesn't know what a middle finger means. Is this desert in the fucking middle of Philly? Like Alright, uh, 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 Zap, what do you like better? Pats or Genos? <laughs> Alright. What? It's a cheesesteak joke. Uh, anyway. Alright, I think we should have you get shocked by lightning and see what happens. That seems cool. Uh, I, I object. Oh. No, that was- I was just saying that's what's gonna happen. You flipped me off, you're getting- you're getting a little taste of where you came from. <laughs> how are you gonna do this? I don't know. Hopefully, lightning just comes and hits you. I don't think things through all the time. That's kind of my deal. Zap points his electric-y finger at his electric arm and then zaps himself and he's like, I did it! I shocked myself! Nothing happened! That's cause you're fun- oh my god. You're channeling your own power into yourself. It's not- this isn't some loop. You need outside power to f- Alright. Looks like it's getting heated over there. What's going on? I give Roth the signal. Uh, my head turns into, uh, what looks to be a horrifying goat. And I look at Roth and I say, That guy's a dick. <laughs> I put the whole punch down. No, you're not supposed to Oh, oh, you put it down, okay. Yeah, I put it down. <laughs> Alright. I thought you meant you punched that No. I close the orb, and I, I look at Roth and throw it back to him and I say, Open it up, maybe, if the storm starts brewing so we can get this guy uh, juiced up. He seems to be pretty down for it. I toss you back the uh, the hole punch and the, the, the punch card, and I'm like, Alright, sounds like a plan. As the party proceeds deeper into the um, uh, field of Fulgurite, you know, like, you know various other sites like the occasional cacti that has been clearly bisected by a lightning strike. You also hear the occasional th thunderclap and see off in the distance the occasional lightning strike. As the party makes their way through the fulgurite, not a whole lot happens. However, 
About two hours into the Fulgurite field, you notice that a large mountain begins to peak over the horizon. Also, out of that mountain, you see that it's clearly billowing like smoke and debris. I think this mountain might be a volcano. Thanks for listening to this episode of Good Job Adventures. If you like what you just heard, be sure to let us know by leaving a rating and subscribing to the podcast. For business inquiries, questions to or about the cast members, or if you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, contact us at goodjobadventures at gmail.com. For everything else, follow us on Twitter at GJ Adventures. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.